Welcome to Unapologetic and Free. We are sisters by blood and friends by choice. We're just two sisters born and raised in the same household, currently living in the same state, but in two different cities. We have conversations, we have fun, we talk about things. Sometimes you might feel like you're on a phone conversation with us. We just want you to tune in. We want to hear from you. We want you to know that we are real people. We talk about real issues and have real conversations. Welcome to Unapologetic and Free. We are sisters by blood and friends by choice. I'm Sharnay. I'm Lakia. And we are excited about this episode of You Don't Know My Story. We have the lovely Miss Frankie, and I don't want to mess up your last name, so I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about who you are. Hi, my name is Frankie Wigfile. Um, a little bit about myself. I, my mother, I come from my mother and my father, uh, Willie Wigfile, David Wigfile. Um, I have three beautiful children uh, by the name of Christopher, Calandria, and Kendall. Uh, I live here in Dallas, and um, forgive me, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> uh, I'm a teacher, work for the district, and I'm just excited to be here. Thank you. Well, we're excited to have you. Exactly. What about how many grandchildren do you have? I actually have nine grandchildren. Wow. I have nine grandchildren. I have uh, five, let's see, one, two, three, five, six, six granddaughters and the rest of boys. Woo. Yeah. That's awesome. A lot of grandkids. <laughs> yes. But most of them is from the oldest child, which is married, which is Christopher. Now, what would you like our learners, our listeners and viewers to take away from your story? Well, I would love for them to take away is about breaking generation curses and being truthful. Uh, I know a lot of times as we grow, um, we run across different, different difficulties in our family as a child. And so I know a lot of times, you know, the parents think, oh, well, I'm protecting the child. And, oh, well, you know, we don't want the kids in the grown-ups business, which is fine, which is fine. Because by all means necessary, you're supposed to protect your child. But I just feel like as the child become a certain age uh, is when you're supposed to sit down at the table and have an open discussion. Because if not, then how do you expect for their child to 
be truthful or to discuss things that's bothering them and it comes from the dysfunction of not being told the truth. Okay. Okay. So where are you going to start your story for us? Oh, wow. Um, mm, where do I want to start it? Well, I want to start it from uh, being in the home with uh, my dad and my mom, which uh, my mom married my stepfather, which I call as my dad, and they got married when I was like about nine, about nine months. Uh, he adopted us, but he always said that we had two, I always had two fathers, but I never saw the other father. And, but they never really explained to us uh, the different situations and things of that. So growing up, uh, once we became a certain age, I felt like they should have sat down and discussed uh, to us about the other father or made it a little bit more clearly so we can understand it. And I understand that back then, the older people, you know, you know, out of sight, out of mind, but not being truthful about two fathers, I feel like as I got older, I should have had the opportunity to to choose, you know, if I chose to interact with him or not interact with him. And so what I mean by that is over here, I didn't look like them. I didn't act like them. I didn't respond like them. So I always felt different. And so the different comments, the different things that were said, you know, it did it did leave an impact on me. So to overhear, I could at least got an opportunity to know that side of the family, know those people, uh, and let it kind of be my choice. So with me not having that opportunity, I feel like that, you know, it should be truth. It should become a time in life where, you know, even though the truth, like they say, the truth might hurt, but I feel like if you discuss it, then it won't repeat. The cycle won't be repeated, you know. And I think a lot of times we feel like we're doing a service by not saying anything. But in fact, that we really end up repeating the same cycle. I can use this as an example. If a mother have get pregnant when she was a teenager and you, you try everything in your possibility to give them, buy them things, get them things, do all this stuff, and then they still end up pregnant as a teenager. But you never sat down and you never discussed with them on why, how come, what was the reason behind you going out looking and seeking attention from a young man. So it wasn't so much of you getting pregnant at the age of 15 or 16 in your teens, it was the lack of communication. So I think if the communication would be a little bit better, then I think we would have a better understanding on what life is really about. And a lot of times we we talk about or we say what we think you should know. 
but not what you really should know and be just truthful. And I know some of the things that we go through in life, we feel like we shouldn't discuss with our kids. But I feel like we do because if you don't, the cycle will repeat itself. Mm-hmm. It will definitely repeat itself. And then you'll say, well, how did I end up here? Or how did my child end up here? I was trying to protect them from being here. But it'll be a reverse thing all over again. And you expect like you back at square one. So you said that um, your stepdad was um, married your mom when you were nine months old. Mm-hmm. So when did you find out, get a more clear picture of the two fathers? Or what would be said to you to say when you were growing up, you have two fathers? Give well, an example. Okay, so for, for, for holidays, for us like Christmas, birthdays, mm-hmm. Easter, uh, he would always, I guess, drop things off, drop things off. Or they, my mom would always have a meetup spot or whatever. And so he was allowed to give us things, but we wasn't allowed to see him. And I think, uh, not trying to jump ahead of myself, but I think what was really devastating is because we wasn't able to sit down and have a the full discussion about it. So we were just told this, but it was really never explained. It was only, it would only come up when my birthday would come. It would be like, oh, well, uh, this is from me, but this is from your other dad. And I'll be like, what? You know, it, that, it was very, very confusing, you know. And so I would go and ask my mom. I'd be like, mom, you know, she's oh, don't worry about it. You just, you just got two dads, you know, like brushed it off a little bit. But again, that still left a, a, a big puzzle or some question that I wanted to be answered and I couldn't get an answer, you know, a full answer. So uh, not trying to jump ahead of myself, but when I finally got the conversation about my real father is when I was 34 years old and uh, I had to step in and take care of someone that I had no clue or nothing about. So I was just told to sit down uh, and the father that, you know, was always told that I had another father. Oh, by the way, now you have to take care of him. Okay, well, and it was like, what? You know, so, yeah. So what did that consist of you? What do you mean you had to take care of him? Well, he... uh, he ended up getting being sick. He ended up having cancer. And uh, my stepfather, he was like, well, I raised you. I raised y'all well. I raised y'all to do this. And yes, you did all that. But I still was, I'm still was, you know, now I'm told, okay, I need you to take care of your real father. And it was me and my other three sisters. And so I'm like, okay, but you know, what, what do you mean? Oh, you can't ask questions. You just have to take care of him. But that made me angry. It made me frustrated because I felt like once again, something was dumped on to me and I was just told to just, you know, just do it, you know. Uh, So I had to take care of somebody and I wanted to ask questions like, 
But at that time, because of his illness, you know, I was told you could not ask questions that are things about my life, about where I come from, you know, who was my other grandparents, you know, who do I have any more sisters and brothers, you know, these questions and things like this, you know, where, where was you born? Who was your mother? Who was your grandmother? Did you have any brothers and sisters? You know, I didn't, I, I didn't get a chance to really get all of that out to the fullness like I wanted to because when I uh, when he was introduced to me like I said he was so sickly uh, and they told us he only had like uh, a year and six months to live because the council had already pretty much took over uh, his body so uh, of course once again I had to take care of him and so it kind of put me in a situation of hmm, lack of trust if I use that trusting, trusting, just just trusting what people say, or, or I don't really, I don't try to be judgmental, or I don't try to uh, overthink things. But uh, I assure all the time, I be, when I'm talking to people, I don't want to seem like I'm judgmental, or do I come across as being judging? But it's just because of the fact that I, I want to know facts, you know what I'm saying? So I will pull from the facts or I will say da-da-da-da-da. So, yeah. Do you know if your father knew who you were? Did he ever acknowledge who you were when you went to go take care of him? He did. He was very aware of me. Yes. Yes. He was very, I was, I was supposed, I was his favorite. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, due to, uh, I don't, like I said, I really don't know what all he was engaged in or what all his lifestyle, what his lifestyle was about, uh, because I didn't get that, you know, it wasn't told to me. It wasn't told to me. Uh, so, and, and I think it was a good thing because it did protect me from uh, a lot of things from his past, so it wouldn't have affected me. But it still left a, I would say like an empty hole of the just not knowing. And how is your relationship currently with your mother and your stepfather? Well, my mom, we had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful relationship. Unfortunately, uh, I lost her two years ago. Uh, mm -hmm with my with my stepdad unfortunately everybody knows once mom gone and you have stepfathers they tends to go and live their life which is fine because i feel like that he gave my mom 55 strong beautiful uh exciting years so i don't have any regrets uh about that because i had a wonderful childhood so I can't take from that part of it, you know, uh, for us him being a father. It's a difference from a dad and then a father and a provider. So. So do your adult children, they acknowledge your stepfather as grandfather or do they even have a relationship with him since your mother has passed away? 
Well, honestly, since my mom passed, uh, I think she was more of the backbone. She was more of the 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 like soul food. She was soul mama, you know. Uh, and I think that uh, we all still talk, but I wouldn't say that we are as close as we used to be. Uh, of course, you know, being raised with step parents, you know, you're not going to get 100% of if it was your biological parents, but you're going to get what you need out of it, if that makes sense. But uh, we still talk, we still interact. Uh, I think he, he, he misses my mom a lot. He misses my mom a lot. And I think that um, we go over there, but I try to get away from the, you know, uh, talking about my mom a lot because it can send you into a spiral of depression, mm. you know. So uh, I try to stay away from that as much as possible if I can. But I call, I check on him, I see how he's doing, I go by there things of that nature. But uh, before it's that, we, we still communicate. Good, good. That's good to hear. So would you say that knowing what you know now about your childhood, has that or did that affect how you raised your children? Yes, I would say that yes, in a sense, because uh I always wanted to tell my kids the truth. You know, I, I believe in no matter what it might be or you might not understand it. Um, and when you do that, it tends to stop a lot of unnecessary hurt. You know, it, 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 it stops from you bumping your head or running into the brick wall, you know, and I, I'll try to let them know that my, my, my story cannot be your story because in life, what happens is God have us all to go down a different road. Your road might not be my road, mm -hmm. but we all have a story and the story might be different, but what I cannot do is put my hurt, my misunderstandings, my childhood, my burdens onto you. And then you suck our lead in and then you end up repeating the same thing. So it's good to let them know the truth. Hey, this hurt me. Hey, this didn't feel comfortable. Hey, this is what happened when I had this. Okay, this is, you know, this didn't feel this way. This And just be truthful about it. And then let them make their choice on what they choose to do with that information by being truthful. And I think that's what a lot of us, we don't really do when it comes down to our kids is we had so much stuff and then you'll have a sibling being mad at you because one parent will say this and then the other parents will say that, and nobody will say, no, well, that's not true. You know what I'm saying? 
So who are who is Frankie today? What do you want our listeners and our viewers to know about who you are today in this present day? Well, I would like them to know that I am a phenomenal woman. Uh, I have overcome, I have overcame a lot of uh, struggles. Um, I have been a, been married uh, to my husband. Unfortunately, we divorced. Uh, always been in church. Always been spiritual. Uh, know the word. Uh, great listener. Great motivator, uh, a teacher, you know, a, a servant, uh, just all that wrapped into one. And and love people, you know, love people, love people, you know, uh, sacrifice myself to put other people first. You know, I always put other people's opinions, thoughts. Uh, I always find myself loving on people, helping people to get to the next level because I get a joy out of seeing people heal, mm-hmm. seeing people be complete, seeing people get get a better understanding of what they're going through and not being judgmental or helping you uh, get a, to look at it adult, in a adult, totally different way, you know. So that's who I am. You forgot you're a great friend, too. Of course. You're not a friend. You're a sister. (laughs) So how did your relationship with your parents, did that affect your marriage? Because you said that you were married. Yes. Yes. It did affect my marriage, I feel like, because of the some things like I did my parents I didn't see my parents argue I didn't see my parents have a disagreement uh I didn't see my parents you know do all that stuff so when I got married you know it was strictly raised church da 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 but in a in a relationship and in marriage um when you have difficult or disagreements, you know, you're supposed to talk them out. You're supposed to, you know, uh, work it out. You're supposed to come to the table and sit down and get some understanding. Well, because I never saw that and I didn't understand it, I thought something was wrong with that. You know, uh, when me and my ex-husband have a misunderstanding, I would be like, oh, something's wrong with you. You're not normal. You know, why are you arguing? Why are you fussing? You know, what are you talking about? Why are you so negative? You know, because I came from the church and he came from the world, you know. But uh, at the same time, well, he was a good provider uh, and all that. But the communication part, I think that, that I, I was shown that, oh, it's supposed to be perfect. And it's not that. It's not that. It's not that at all. It's not that at all. It is not that at all. So by me seeing it and I made a mistake with that, it cost me my marriage. It cost me my marriage because I didn't think that was normal. So I walked away. So you weren't equipped 
you weren't equipped to face the challenges in marriage because you had never seen your parents have any challenges in marriage. Exactly. 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 And I feel like if I would have saw that, then I could have dealt with it in a different way. So that's why I say about being truthful. You know, you have to be truthful. You have to let kids see things in order for, now I'm not saying all things, but it's nothing wrong with, you know, your mom, dad getting into a little disagreement in front of the children. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. So you'll know, okay, well, hey, this is normal. You know, they're going to argue and they're going to fuss, you know, they're going to have disagreements. I'm not saying fight or stuff like that, but I'm just saying to have different little words. It's okay. You know, but when you don't see certain things and you grow up a certain way, you think it's supposed to be like this. You know, they're just like if you go to a refrigerator and you don't see, you see, you don't see no juice or orange juice or you see something else, then you think that that's normal. But you go to somebody else's house, you might see orange juice, soda, this and that. And you'd be like, wow, wait a minute. You see what I'm saying? It's like, like it's a difference. Okay. Do you, feel like, do you feel like you've had an opportunity, I mean, since being divorced to learn or have a better understanding of what open communication is and what a healthy relationship should look like? Yes, yes. And so one thing I have learned that to be honest, to go in being honest, being truthful, uh, and, and, and pick and choosing your battles. I'm not saying because going into a relationship, uh, you're going to have your ups and your downs, you know, but it's just certain things that if you know, if you're going in and you know that this person is like this, you get a full understanding up front. And so once you get that full, fully understanding up front, you say, okay, well, I could deal with this. It's not that bad. You know what I'm saying? Or... You could say, okay, well, this is something I don't want to deal with. Or this is something I feel like I can handle. But you cannot go into it and then trying to change that person because you don't go into a relationship trying to change anyone. Mm -hmm. You cannot do that. You can go in by loving each other and knowing each other's different. You're different. I'm different. Whatever area you're strong in, you work that area. Whatever area I'm strong in, I work that area. Then we bring it together and we become as one. But we can't have two people bullheaded in the relationship. That ain't going to work. So would you say that you're open to love? Have you closed the door on love? Or are you still open to potentially finding love and, and working and having a healthy marriage? I'm I'm open. I'm open. Um, I'm very much open. Um, I feel like that when God send that right one, uh, I'm going to know it. You know, I'm not going to say that he's going to be this perfect person because there's no such thing as perfect person. But I feel like that we can we're going to be able to agree to disagree. And we're going to be able to communicate. That's the most important thing to me is the communication. You know, I, I have to communicate. We have to talk. We have to.
discuss some things, you know. We have to make sure that we get some clear understanding on some things. So I, I will say that I'm open. And okay. do you have any plans for the future? Or is there anything that you would hope for? Or again, we always like to ask, you know, what is it that you would like to say to encourage someone that might stumble upon this video a year from now, someone who might listen um, at any time? What is it that you would like to say to them? Be, be honest with yourself. Be truthful. And always be open for love. Uh, don't let your past block your future. You know, don't let your past block your future. You know, and I know a lot of times that different things that we've been through in life, we can put up a wall and we won't let anyone in or we won't let anyone get closer to us because we're afraid of getting hurt. But how would you know if love will really works again if you don't open up? So be willing to open up, be willing to give it a chance, be willing to, to understand, you know, trying to keep trying, just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Don't ever give up. Okay, I like that. Keep trying, keep trying, don't ever give up. And I think that is a great place to end. Lakia, what do you think? I agree, I agree. I'm encouraged um, just to, again, be truthful. Just knowing that it is the truth that makes you free. It is the truth. From the, you know, when the truth is what I say is because when you know the truth, then it really doesn't matter what anybody else says or does is because it's the truth that you know that gives you that strength and that power to overcome because you know the truth. So I'm a firm believer in just being truthful, open, honest, and transparent. So I am grateful. I appreciate again you coming on, being willing and open to share your story. Yes, it's a communicate. <laughs> communicate yeah very important it's very important and I think that's why a lot of relationships I think a lot of uh, uh, breakdown in the homes with the children and different one is because of lack of communication lack of communication we hold things in and things that we should be wanting to discuss we don't discuss it because we're afraid of the feedback from what person we're trying to ask. And let's just be truthful. Amen. Amen. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for coming on to the show. We're grateful. We appreciate you. And we just pray that you God continue choice blessings upon your life. Thank you. Thank you. We love Anchor FM. It's been an easy process for us to be able to get our message to all of the podcast platforms. If you're not using Anchor, you're losing out.